Welcome once again to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. So happy to have you with us. I'm Tom, and as here as, as always, I'm here with my lovely wife, Michelle. Thank you, baby. Hello, everybody. So good to have you with us. And for the first time ever, we actually have a studio audience with us. <laughs> we have a few of our Hyperion adventurers here with us. We're having a good old time today because we are having a Mickey party, That's a D23, D23 Mickey party. Official Disney fan club Mickey party. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, we, you know, uh, Mickey's birthday is coming up here in just a couple months, and the parks are starting to kick off some birthday celebrations, so we thought we'd do the same thing. So that's what we got the group together here today. A little Mickey food, a little Mickey drink, and a lot of Mickey fun is going to be right. had here today. So thank you all for joining yeah, us. We really so appreciate you being here with us. So, And we may be hearing from them as the show goes on. That's right. Hope so. Just here to be bored by us today. <laughs> uh, anyway... We're so glad you're here with us today. If you're not in the studio, wherever you're listening to us, we're happy you're with us. We are recording this, and this is something actually OG Hyperion Adventure Ryan suggested I do every episode. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, September 23rd, 2018, so you know when we're recording this because we don't know when you actually might listen to this. Hopefully, it's new pretty soon after we record right. it, but it could be months away, but just so you know. Uh, when these stories come down that we talk about and some of our tips and everything gives you a frame of reference. But that's when we're recording this. Uh, we're glad you found us here today. You can find us in the future on 1057max.com. If you want to look for us, we're under the Max Plus tab. You can also find us on the Max FM app. You can also find us on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher iTunes and Google Play Music. You can subscribe to us right there. We'll come right to your phone or device. You'll know when we have a new episode every week, so you don't have to wonder about it. It'll announce it right to you, so you can find us right away. And please, if you get a chance, it really would help us so much if you can just give us a quick little rating. If you even have a little more time, a little review, really helps people that love Disney like you do and might like this podcast find us that much easier. Right, and it gives us some feedback, too, to know where, what things you like so that we can make our adjustments to make sure we're hitting everybody's needs or wants. Absolutely. We're hoping that you're going to give us a five-star review right, and right. a raving <laughs> rating and everything. But, yeah, you know, we... we appreciate criticism critiques if there's any way, way we can make this better we'd like to hear it right or, or even just ideas yes um, or if you just want to say hi we'd like to hear it. and speaking of just saying hi uh, we want this to be an interactive show so you can contact us on twitter we're at hyperion podcast facebook and instagram at hyperion adventures podcast you can email us hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com and yes besides the max.com website we also have our own website it's hyperion adventures podcast.com you can leave us a little comment there if you like. Right, right. And we love hearing from some of you all have already started sending us some things to either talk about or ask questions about it. So it's great to hear from people. Yeah, like I said, Ryan here before, he he's asked us questions. Patty over here has asked us some questions before. We've had lots of input from lots of our listeners and right. we really appreciate it every single time. But let's not hesitate any longer. Let's get to our main topic of the day. We already talked about it a little bit it is a Mickey party. We're having a Mickey party today. And that's to celebrate the leader of the gang that's made for you and me. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. That's right. We're celebrating Mickey's 90th birthday a little bit early. His actual birthday is November 18th. That's when he actually turns... Uh, 90, but we decided, hey, let's kick it off a little early. Let's get the celebrating started, and the, par the, the parks are already doing that, so we should probably do that as well. So we thought we'd kick it off with a few facts about Mickey Mouse that you probably know or 
maybe you don't know. Right. So we're going to go through a few things that uh, are of interest of our favorite mouse. And I see you're wearing your Mickey Mouse I shirt. I am, and you too. Yes, and I Which see many others are wearing yeah, Mickey in Mickey. around the room, uh, although Ryan's wearing Grumpy, which is <laughs> kind of fitting for Ryan. I, I get it. It's okay. I get it. Uh, I have a Grumpy shirt at home, too. And I've, I'm in that mood quite often, actually, as you well know, Michelle. <laughs> I think I bought you the shirt. Yeah. So let's get off to our facts about Mickey Mouse. When the rights for Walt Disney's first big character, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, were taken from him, he needed to find a new character. How was he going to find this new character? What was he going to do? He looked back at an inspiration he got from a pet mouse he had as a child, and he decided this might be the next great character. So in 1928, Walt came up with this new star. At first, he was going to call him Mortimer. Mm. Mortimer Mouse. His wife Lily wasn't really crazy about the name Mortimer. It's a little shaky. I'm not so full of it. So she changed it to Mickey. Mortimer, the name Mortimer, actually became Mickey's rival in some of the animated shorts. Oh, that's right. And uh, was actually, it was said in one of his shorts, he was Minnie's ex boyfriend. So no wonder he was Mickey's <laughs> rival. Right. <laughs> Uh, Mickey debuted his first appearance in a short in Plain Crazy was his actual first movie. Most people think it's Steamboat Willie. No, Plain Crazy was the first short that he appeared in. The first one with widespread release was Steamboat Willie in 1928. And that's what's considered uh, Mickey's actual birthday was that was released. Uh, it was Do you know the name of the second movie? I don't have that here. What is it? It is The Galloping Gaucho. No, oh, Gaucho. Gaucho. Wow. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Gaucho, gaucho. Right, gaucho, gaucho. Ah. Yes. And that was, um, like with Plane Crazy, it didn't get a, it was a very limited release. They couldn't get the distribution up until Steamboat Willie came along. Ah. So. so, Steamboat Willie, 1928. It was one of the first sound cartoons. Uh, he's gone on since then to appear in over 130 films, Mickey has. Oh, and yes. his, uh, we see him all the time in the parks and on the cruise line and everywhere. Uh, Mickey, we love Mickey so much. Uh, Mickey's actual name. Do you know Mickey's actual name? His full name. No, I don't. Mickey's actual name is Michael Theodore Mouse. Wow. <laughs> Good to know. Amazing, I can't believe after all this amazing time, the things you, when you're researching what you find out. <laughs> I have no sure idea that his accurate. name was Michael. No, I don't. I'm not sure. It's the internet. I got it from the internet. Let's be. Let's face it. That couldn't be really false and somebody's just completely fooled me uh well i have a question for okay you. all right so we know that um steamboat willie was the first with sound mm -hmm. but mickey actually didn't speak in that one yes i so, know the answer to this uh do you you don't know the question i think i have it here in my okay notes. well <laughs> maybe you do what was his first words anybody any guesses anybody anybody Hot dogs. That's right. His first Woo! word were hot dogs in the 1929's Carnival Kid. And, of course, hot dog became one of his catchphrases that he would use regularly, making hot dog. Well, I have a joke for you. Oh, boy. What do you this call? Is, this is, I know this joke. This is, this is our son Scott's favorite That's joke. Right. This is his favorite joke. What do you call Pluto when he gets too close to the campfire? He should be in here to answer this for us because he does it great. Hot dog. Right, yes, right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Mickey was based, uh, Walt said that Mickey was based on Charlie Chaplin. 
uh, just kind of for Mickey's mannerisms. He wanted to take it off of uh, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, Walt was the voice of Mickey for many years up until 1947 when Jimmy McDonald took over as the second voice of Mickey. I believe there have been five voices of Mickey up to this point right now. Um, people have always wondered why Mickey wears white gloves. Anybody have any guesses why Mickey wears white gloves and why many of the characters wear white gloves? Do you know why Mickey wears white gloves? Anybody else have any idea? They put gloves on I mean, He didn't appear in his first couple movies with white gloves. They put white gloves on so his hands would stand out against his body. Because if you put his hands black on black, it wouldn't stand out. When right. you put the white gloves on, they would stand out so you can really see him moving and gesticulating and such. And so that's why he wore his white gloves. Um, the band concert from 1935 is the first cartoon where Mickey appeared in color. Before that, it was all black and white. Oh, wow. That's one of my favorites. Yeah? Yes. Okay. We have it playing at our... That's right, our uh, Mickey party outside. Mickey party. We have some food. <laughs> we'll be posting some pictures online. We have food. We have some cartoons playing in the background. It's a lot of fun. Uh, do you have any more facts on Mickey? I do. I have a couple here. Let's see. So, um, Mickey Mouse made his first debut appearance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade in 1934. Mm-hmm. He measured 40 foot feet tall and the that's a big mouse that is a big mouse that is a and big the balloon mouse. was hand painted wow yeah yeah but it was guided by men and women dressed as mickey mouse <laughs> <laughs> well was it the more modern mickey mouse look or is it some of the kind of the, the first characters that you'd see at the park that oh, were yeah, a little really? uh, <laughs> i know yes and we move on <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh people know that mickey and minnie are a couple but they never really talked about in the cartoons what their relationship actually is. Well, Walt has told us. Do you have this note by any chance? I do. Do you want to read it or do you want me to go? No, you can do that one. Mickey and Minnie are actually married. Uh, Walt has established that. Uh, he didn't, uh, he's, in an interview in 1933, he said, In his private life, Mickey is married to Minnie. What it really amounts to is that Minnie is, for screen purposes, his leading lady. So they never actually have done, they never got married on the screen, but... Walt, in his mind, always said that Mickey and Minnie are a married couple. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Uh, 1978, Mickey became the first animated character to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And now there's many characters on there, including Minnie. I was, uh, last time I was there, I walked right by Minnie's star oh, really? out there on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right. Uh, do you know the only animated movie featuring Mickey Mouse to win an Academy Award? I feel like There's I know only this. been one. Surprising as that may be. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of Fantasia. it. It is not Fantasia. Oh, good not guess, for, though. That's a great Fantasia. guess. It's a short. I will say that. You yeah. probably won't get it. Um, it didn't even, it wasn't even Mickey Mouse as the star of this one. He was kind of a side character in it. Oh, yeah. was it, it was called, it was in 1941. It's an animated short, one uh, best animated short Academy Award. It was Linda Paw, which features Pluto. Mickey just kind of plays the side character in this to Pluto's craziness. And you know what <laughs> craziness Pluto brings? He's one of my favorites. I love Pluto. All um, right. All right. So it's my turn. Your turn. All right. So when Walt was contemplating a name for Disneyland Park before it was, he decided on Disneyland Park, he had another name that he was considering. Do you know what that was? Hmm. Mickey Mouse Land? Pretty close. Mickey Mouse Village. Oh. 
Very nice. Yes. He decided he wanted to hear it more than just about Mickey, even though we all know it always started. It all started with a mouse. That's right. Yeah. That's his quote. Yeah. That's the quote from Walt. Yep. Yeah. You have another one? I do. I have one more because I'm. I knew you did a lot of research, so I thought, let me see if I can find some that you might not know. Who was the sole animator for Mickey Mouse in Plain Crazy? Ooh, I don't. Was it Walt? No. I don't know. And I know I always say his name wrong. Ub Ewerk. Okay. And he was uh, doing an estimated 700 drawings per day for the film. And some of them, um, they were like, it was a secret project for Walt. So he tried to do it like where other people couldn't do it. Sometimes they were even video. I mean, he was even doing the drawings in Walt's garage. Wow. To keep it top secret. Wow. And that's back, back then was back when he was in the uh, Hyperion Studios, by the way, which is where our show gets its name from. Just, right. Just uh, pass that along. We've talked about that on a past episode. But yeah, that's where we get our name, the Hyperion Adventures podcast. is from the Hyperion Studios where Walt first made Mickey and uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, that's for that right. matter. Uh, a couple more facts about Mickey. Well, one more fact, and then I want to get into an interesting story uh, to kind of break it down. Uh, Mickey is known for his iconic look, of course, the red shorts, yellow shoes, uh, but he has actually worn over 175 different outfits in films uh, through his time. Uh, of course, Ever Stylish Minnie hasn't beat. She has over 200 outfits, which <laughs> sure, shouldn't shock anybody, no. I don't think. No. So styling. Yes. Uh, I want to finish our, our Mickey segment here with uh, one more story. And this is going to be a little spoiler for some people, uh, specifically if you're going to do uh, the Keys to the Kingdom tour at the Magic Kingdom Park. So if you don't want to hear this story, you want to wait for going on that tour and hear it there. Um, fast forward about three, four minutes here. Um, and we'll catch back up with you, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, this is a, this is our favorite story um, about it's 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 in, about Mickey, but it's also about Walt, and it's also uh, about Roy Disney, um, and it's okay. about Walt Disney World. It's my favorite story. I know you love this story. I do. Uh, as you probably know, Walt passed away in 1966 uh, while he was planning the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, his brother Roy Disney came out of retirement to help c complete the planning after Walt passed away. Uh, when it came time for the park's opening, uh, this was in 1971, Roy was scheduled to speak, but that really wasn't his thing. He was a money guy. He was a behind-the-scenes guy. Walt was always the face. He was right. the only people, person that was out in front of everybody. Um, so he wasn't crazy about being the guy that is going to go out there and open up this park and speak. So... Roy asked for this one thing to happen so he can make it through his opening speech. He asked for Mickey Mouse to stand by his side. Yep. Uh, it's a famous picture out there. You can find it online. You can find it everywhere where uh, Roy's there doing his speech, opening up uh, the Magic Kingdom Park at the Walt Disney World Resort. Mickey wasn't scheduled to be there. He doesn't say a word. He doesn't do anything. He just stands by Roy's side. And Walt, or excuse me, Roy said that he felt more comfortable having Mickey there because it was like having Walt, his brother, next to him because that's how close they felt the two were, that Mickey was Walt, Walt was Mickey, and that story Yeah, I was glad me. you did it because I, I would have been choked time. up the whole time yes. trying to say it. So. Yeah, I, I, we you did, did great. <laughs> we did the tour, and you stop at this picture, and you, you're staring at it, and the, the tour guide tells you that story, yeah. and there was not a dry high in the house. No, it's it's no, an amazing awesome. story, an amazing story. So that's it. That's our celebration of Mickey. Just a quick little go. We're still going to go party out in the back once we get done with this yeah. podcast. <laughs> we're partying as the podcast goes on. But, uh, you know, we're just kicking off the celebrations. There's going to be celebrations going on for 
the next few months until the birthday on through next year. There's going to be plenty of celebrations right. out in the parks, on the cruise line. I know we talked about a couple episodes, lots of stuff scheduled. Now, I've got a couple things here that I'm going to talk about next in our Disney stories. Do you have one more thing you want to no, say? No, I, I think that wraps it up nicely. Yeah, it was. Uh, we love Mickey Mouse. And we, we do. He's our favorite. We see him every time. We get so excited. Right. So. And I'm ready to go get another Mickey Mouse sandwich out there. Yes, we have Mickey Mouse <laughs> grilled cheese sandwiches out there. We brought our little Mickey Mouse grilled cheese press. Um, we've been enjoying those along That's with. Right. Oh, we also have the uh, the new Mickey Mouse birthday celebration Oreos. That's right. With the, the limited uh, edition the Oreos. birthday <laughs> cake filling, and uh, they're delicious. So. Um, I guess we're just we just advertise for Oreo, so uh, oh, we'll expect to check in the mail every time right. now. <laughs> Uh, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. If you don't know, if you this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, we usually go from a main topic and then we go through Disney stories of the week and then we'll eventually end up on our tips for you on your next vacation, uh, possibly. Uh, there's always so many stories every week. We can't possibly get into all of them, but we try and get to a few. And by the way, if you have any stories that you'd like us to talk about or that you think would be of interest to us, please feel free to send them uh, to us. I'll go, I went over all our ways you can contact us at the beginning. I'll go over them again at the end. But Let's get to the Disney stories of the week. And we'll start with some park news. Uh, there's new experiences coming to the Walt Disney World Resort in 2019. This straight out of the Disney Parks blog. And this starts on January 18th. I'm just going to list a few of them. They actually listed 19 new things that are happening or wow. different things. But I'm just going to get to a few of the ones that I thought were the most important. Uh, talking about Mickey's birthday. And actually, they're also celebrating Minnie because she started off about the same time right. he did. Uh, even though we're talking about more of a celebration of Mickey, Minnie is right there with him. Uh, in honor of the true originals, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration will bring new music, dancing, and all sorts of other fun to the Magic Kingdom parks. So, oh, can't wait to check that lots out Lots of stuff year. to look forward to. Uh, for starters, there'll be the new uh, version of the Move It, Shake It, and now it's going to be Move It, Shake It, Mouse Cadence It. <laughs> Street party, which is always going to be fun. That's a fun party to That's get out a, there. That is a great interactive yeah. party. Just during sure. the day, everybody yes. gets out there, has a good time. Uh, they'll invite you to dance with Mickey and Minnie and his pals in front of Cinderella Castle and shake it along with the singers belting out new arrangements of the classic Mickey Mouse Club songs. Nice. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the Dapper Dance, which I actually can say here because I wrote it down last week. I did, I blanked on it. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. I love the Dapper Dance. I blanked on it. Uh, Dapper Dance and other entertainers will be uh, performing on Main Street USA at the Magic Kingdom Park and we sing songs in honor of Mickey and Minnie. And you can look for Mickey and Minnie themed merchandise and food. Not surprising. We're going right. to get a little extra stuff out of this. Uh, and uh, this is a surprise celebration, what they say. This is straight, again, from the Dinsey Parks Pod. It's a surprise celebration, after all. So expect new stuff to come out as the year progresses. Oh, new cool. events. So that's exciting. That's fun. Uh, other things that are going on in other parks at Disney World. Uh, the Incredibles are coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios as uh, Pixar Place will transform into Municiburg City Block. At the end of the block, a party will be held in honor of Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, and Frozone to celebrate their super deeds. <laughs> and there will also be a character meetup with your favorite, Edna Mode. Yes, darling. No capes. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> I wish people could see you, though. You're so animated when you're doing this. It's great. <laughs> I got people. They're watching me. I know. <laughs> we got a crowd here. That's what's great about it. we got a studio audience. First time ever. I'm, I can barely look at them. <laughs> Don't look at me. 
Uh, I'm moving on. Uh, more about uh, some of the uh, festivals that are coming to uh, Epcot Center that they have every year. Yes, they're going to have uh, a couple of their festivals they've had. Of course, the food and wine, as always, will be back. But they're also going to have the Festival of Arts will be back uh, this year. It'll be taking place from January 18th through February 25th, allowing you to indulge in world-class culinary uh, skills, visual, and performing arts. Uh, the Disney on Broadway concert series is expanding this year, which nice. makes it a lot of fun. They yes. did that last year. That was a lot of fun. Now they're moving it fully to seven days a week uh, during the Festival of Arts. So uh, you'll be able to see more, have more opportunities to see some of the uh, favorite people straight off of Broadway performing wow. uh, Disney songs and such. Uh, it really is a great experience. That is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So. And we had a good time last year. It was a really nice yeah. Uh, it was our first time doing that. It's pretty new. That was a blast. And right. We love that. And also another one that we love so much is the FCAT International Flower and Garden Festival returning and that'll be March 6th through June 3rd. Uh, it has of course a lot of great food, uh, outdoor kitchens, um, the topiaries and all the flowers and the way they, the, the garden stuff right. they put it's up is, is amazing. Yes. Um, There's nothing like it. It is fantastic. It's one of our favorite things. They're also expanding the Gardens Rock, Garden Rocks concert series. A lot of great bands right. uh, go out there and perform. And they say they're going to have, this is going to be a 90-day uh, event. They're going to be over 270 concerts there. Wow. Some of them That's will be, awesome. I'm sure, will be bands you know. Um, you right. know um, others will be you know, smaller bands, but still, lots of great music to go along with, lots of great food and everything. And the funny thing about those dates is that we booked a trip for <laughs> next year. We're thinking, okay, we're going to get it for the Flower and Garden Festival. We're going to get that right at the beginning. It usually starts right around the end of February, yeah, the right at the beginning Wednesday of March. Of no, our dates, and after these, release these dates this week, it falls we get there the day after the arts <laughs> festival ends and we leave like two days before the flower and garden festival begins. So good timing by us. Yes. So yes. We may have to arrange uh, a change in that. So. Yes, we'll give it a shot, but it's always fun there. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's great to see some of these different um, festivities that they have because then you get to try different foods mm -hmm. and, you know, wines and beers. Oh, and we've made that, days just walking oh, through, yes. uh, just through Epcot and just trying different small plates of food. Right, and, right. You know, there was, a, what was that, that maple bacon beer that you oh, had? Yeah. <laughs> this maple bacon stout that you had last it year was that was the delicious. Best. Yeah, it was yeah, the best. All sorts Which of Which is why stuff, I wanted so. to go again. Yes. <laughs> Just for that, just for that beer. Mainly, it was that good. <laughs> it was, and that you can't good. find it. It was like it wasn't a Florida brewery. Yeah, you can't it find is. it in any place else. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I digress. Uh, moving on to our next story of the week, and this one's an interesting one. Um, and it's been rumored for a little while, but it actually uh, was announced this week. Uh, Illuminations, reflections of Earth, is ending after the summer of 2019. So after next year. Right, I've seen a lot of things about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's been speculated on for a while now. Um, we heard, saw some stories that they're doing some work on some things around there, kind of upgrading some things with the thought that maybe this might be uh, a new show coming there. Well, that looks like what's going to happen. Uh, according to Disney Parks blog again, uh, after nearly 20 years of delighting Epcot guests through music, fireworks, fire torches, those fire torches are great sometimes. Especially, at night, yeah. yeah, when it's really cold. Yeah, and more. I've, it's, it's so rare that it's cold in Florida, but when it is, those are great. Um, yeah, it will be ending at, at the end of summer next year. Uh, I will continue on. So if you still want a chance to see it, if you've grown up uh, you know, watching this show, if you've seen it for so long, if you love this show, you still have another a uh, little less than a year to go check it out. Uh, it'll be replaced by a brand new show. Don't know the name of that yet, uh, but it is expected to keep the Illuminations name to it. 
So what they're thinking, and this is according to Orlando Weekly, the rumors are it may be titled Illuminations Windows on the World. Ooh. So look for an upgrade. And I think, you know, I know everybody loves Illuminations and it, it was it was groundbreaking when it started. Um, I thought it kind of lost its luster over the last several years. It wasn't right. one of my favorite shows anymore and I'm probably really upsetting some people out there, you know? I mean, I still like right. it, but it wasn't one of my favorites. I thought it could use a little polishing up. Right, so right. I, I'm glad to kind of see something interesting happen. But I'm also glad that we get to see it one last time Sure, as well. sure. You know, and their holiday one is, is still spectacular. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so anyway, you have about a year to go check that out. So just uh, get out there and, and take advantage of that. Uh, also, another park at Walt Disney World Resort, Disney's, Disney's Animal Kingdom, is starting a new guided adventure, and they announced it yesterday based on National Rhino Day. <laughs> starting on November 1st, you'll have the chance to do a new backstage animal experience up close with rhinos. That sounds a little scary to me. It does. Up close with rhinos. Well, hey, if you're going to do it, do it at Disney. I guess. That'd be the safest place, right. I guess. Uh, this is, again, from the Disney Parts blog. The 60-minute guided adventure will ha- will give guests a behind-the-scenes look at how our de- their dedicated animal team cares for the white rhinos on Kilimanjaro safaris and how Disney is helping to save endangered rhinos in the wild. And as part of this intimate experience, uh, intimate experience guests may even have a chance to touch a rhino as long yeah. as it's not touching them with that horn. Okay? Yeah, right? Uh, I can think of it. Uh, there's only one tour per day. So if you're interested in this, um, uh, you know, you probably want to make a reservation for it. It's $40 per person. There are discounts for annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members. So you might want to jump on that. Uh, reservations are open now if you're thinking about uh, taking advantage of this new tour. Cool. And that's actually a pretty great price. Yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah. Not much for yeah, a guided tour. Most of their tours are a lot mm-hmm. more. That's awesome. And with the discount, if you're an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member, I didn't see what the discount is, but, you know, it's right. got knock five bucks off of it. Sure. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some Disney movie news. Well, technically Disney movie news. This is Star Wars movie news. Bob Iger this week says they're going to begin slowing the production of Star Wars films. Uh, I think that's probably a good thing. Right, right. Uh, in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, the Disney CEO acknowledged that they may have burned out fans by releasing so many movies so close together. I think it was the biggest thing was that they released Solo so close to The Last Jedi. If, right. I mean, if they had spaced it out, if it was coming out this December as opposed to it come out in, what was it, May or June? Right. Um, Maybe that might have been enough space. Still, the idea is let's go for quality over quantity. And I think that's an important thing. Right, right. It makes sense. And, you know, it's good that they were listening to their fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know there were a lot of negative fans out there, which was sad. But at least, you know, I think some people were bringing out some some very constructive criticism that wasn't trying to really bash bash anything that Star Wars um, or most people are doing. Some are a little loud right. and obnoxious, but most people are just giving them some uh, constructive criticism. Right, right. Um, Iger said, you know, I think that the, that the mistake that I made, and he said, I take the blame, was that it was a little too much, too fast. Uh, you can expect some slowdown. That uh, doesn't mean we're going to not make the films, but I think uh, we're going to be a little bit more careful about the volume and timing. So... That's good. I think a lot of people missed out on Solo. I mean, you know, Solo wasn't like we've discussed it. We right. we enjoyed it. It wasn't right. the greatest Star Wars it film was just ever. A fun movie, but it was fun. And I think that some people there was so much bad press and yes, burnout right. um, that 
people didn't see it when they could have in the theater. And I think that some people that are Star Wars fans missed out on maybe having an enjoyable time at the, at the theater. And like I said, it's not the greatest Star Wars movie, but it's a fun movie. Interestingly, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the greatest ones, though, I think a lot of people missed out, too, was on Rogue One. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, again, it was... That one the, did okay, though. That one did fine at the box office. It did okay. But, I mean, when you talk to a lot of people, that's... If they're missing one, that's one that they're missing also. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, so now, you know, they've talked about, you know, they're going to break out an and Obi-Wan, a Boba Fett, all these movies. I think they're going to pump the brakes a little bit right. and focus on... Let's make sure that these movies are good and we'll space them out a little more. And right. that's probably a good thing. Uh, so I think we both agree with that. Absolutely. That action. Uh, moving on to television now. And Disney's new streaming service is coming out next year. Uh, news this week came out that they're going to have some Marvel series coming on. there, And they're going to be based nice. on some of the Avengers side characters that you may know and may love or may not. But uh, it looks like they're going to be uh, looking at series based on Loki and Scarlet Witch as a couple of stories and possibly some other characters That's as cool. well to kind of... Uh, get this streaming service off. And they say that they are going to star Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Wow. And Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Nice. Uh, at least that's what the expectation is. Right. Uh, no writers or directors have been announced as of yet. Uh, but according to Variety, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige uh, would have a hand in developing the programs. Nice. So, uh, of course, you know, Disney streaming looks to take a big chunk out of that right, market. Right. And so they're trying to develop their own stuff now and their own series. And it makes sense to have uh, something like that, a little more Absolutely. adventure into the Marvel world. Right, right. And no, we'll see what happens. Yeah, now. hitting more more audience than just... And once they add the 21st Century Fox characters right. over the X-Men, Fantastic Four and such, uh, we'll see what happens with right. that. So that's it for my Disney Stories of the Week. I hear, Michelle, you might have a story for us as well? I do. I have a little story. It's um, not about Mickey, but kind of reflecting on our last podcast, which was about Mary Poppins Returns. Mm. And so last week published in um, Mashable UK, they reported that Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, my favorite. I know. That's why I did this. Uh, he, he was visited at Shepperton Studios uh, regarding his role in Mary Poppins Returns. Now, interestingly, when um, he was first approached by Rob Marshall and John DeLuca about the role in Mary Poppins Return, he was still performing Hamilton. Okay. I thought that was pretty interesting. He was probably still, because was, when he was in Hamilton, he was also writing the music for Moana as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. So um, they approached him and talked to him about playing the role of the lamplighter, which he admitted that he didn't know what that meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he uh, considered his role in the, the play In the Heights, which mm. he wrote. Uh, and he explained, and I'm quoting this, I played a guy named Usnavi. And the central metaphor from that was he was the street lighter in that neighborhood. He says this character struggled with the notion that he was stuck there, but he realized that it's his job to shine light on those stories and on his corner. And because of that, Miranda admitted that the role of Jack felt very close to home. For wow. Him. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, and he said uh, the great parallel of the, na of the narrator, uh, Usnavi, with Jack the Lamplighter, um, and as we've discussed before, this guy was so insightful, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's more to this interview. Okay. Uh, all right, and I know you're going to love this next Oh, part. boy. Okay. 
That's coming from Lynn. I'm going to love it. it. Yes, yes. So Lynn admitted that the original Mary Poppins movie was on a regular rotation in his childhood home. Mm-hmm. He said he wore out supercalifragilisticexpialidocious mm-hmm. and Jolly Holiday. Um, but he admitted that he did not see the end of the movie for many years because he would burst into tears at the birds. Oh, I know. <laughs> he went on and said that, and I quote, I was like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> I know you felt that way for a long time. Yes. That, that, you were, that song always broke your heart every time you'd watch. Oh, yes, yes. And, and uh, even more so once knowing the story mm-hmm. of after oh. Walt passed away and that, um, you know, the Sherman brothers would go still play that song in his um, in his office every Friday, you know, at the end of the day. It was super touching. Yeah. yeah. So one more quote from Lin-Manuel Miranda is, he said, you could dream of maybe being on Broadway someday. You could dream of writing a show. There are dreams that you don't even have the audacity to have, like that there would be a sequel to Mary Poppins <laughs> and that you could be dancing with Mary Poppins someday. Who would have the audacity to have that dream? So it's an, another amazing Lin-Manuel bit of information that, you know, makes us thrilled that he is now part of the Disney right. family. And, you know, it was just great to hear some of the touching things that he talked about Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, he always has so much passion in everything he does. He, you know, everything he does, he, you can always see it whenever he talks about it. Right, you know, it's, right. You know, it's his favorite thing from right now. You exactly. Know, and it's my next favorite thing. And then he, Yes, uh, he really enjoys it. And we saw that. And we talked about it last week. We got to see that number, uh, Triple Little Light Fantastic. Right. Uh, you know, and the, uh, our little extended sneak peek we saw last week. And it was him singing, and it was fantastic. It was. It, it was straight out of the original Mary Poppins, although it looked very new, very fresh. Right. Um, yes, he was dancing with, with Mary, uh, with Emily Blunt. Right. And it's... It, it, I know we are just like, we wish it was coming out tomorrow because it really made it exciting for us. Exactly. But I loved how he also, you know, paralleled the characters together of one that he's he's actually written Mm -hmm. for. Um, So that was kind of really cool. Yeah. Cool article. That's cool. That's cool. And everything from Lynn's school. I know. Like, it's my man crush speaking <laughs> okay, right there. Okay, so. back to the podcast. <laughs> All right, sorry. Little days, I'm thinking of Lynn. <laughs> anyway. Reel it in. Right, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, back to this. Okay, well, that that's a good reason why I'll have you do your tip first, because I need to take a moment now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I'm clear my mind of Lynn for a little bit. Go get a uh, glass of champagne out there. Yeah. <laughs> Come back in. So, uh, as we said before, we always close out our show every week with our tips of the week. Uh, so uh, we always find something to talk about, whether it be uh, if you're going to the parks, whether it be Disneyland Resort or the Walt Disney World Resort, whether it be Disney Clu- Cruise Line, whether it be uh, Run Disney, Disney Vacation Club, whatever. We try and find some way to help you on your next vacation. And so we give you a tip every week, one from each of us, but we always start with Michelle because one, she's fantastic, and <laughs> two, so she always gives the best tips. I, the pressure is always on. Nah. So this actually, this tip came out of a dialogue that you and I were having um, regarding crowds and, you know, the anticipation. That was a dialogue, all right. <laughs> 
that that's politically correct. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we had strong feelings yes. towards our perceptions, but you know, it wasn't like that. No, I know it was. It was. It was just funny how we were like debating crowds at Disney World, which yeah, like which really is silly. why. why? <laughs> Why? But anyways, um, so using that as my inspiration for this week's tips is is how to avoid the crowds at the Disney parks. Um, so if you have flexibility and you can avoid those times of year when school is out, that's the your best option. Then you you'll have you know whether you're talking summertime, spring breaks, Easter holidays, or the or Christmas holidays and um, Thanksgiving times. Those are really peak times, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so if you can go. T- any other time uh, th- that it's not that, then you'll have your most opportunity to get a lot out of the parks. Um, uh, and so, but if you can't, then second option is um, try to go at a time earliest, like of when the summer season starts. So it, some schools do get out in May. So if you can go in May, you're going to be a lot less hitting a lot less crowds than if you go into July. And the same week, same thing for early June. The earlier you can go of that time period, the better. And your third option, if you really don't have any any flexibility in your schedule, you have kids, you really want to make sure they're in school. And so you have to go, um, for example, in the middle of the summer or in the middle of the uh, holiday season is do some things to make your day um, use the best use of your time. So first off is start early in the morning. If you can do rope drop, do that because it's obviously the, the uh, crowds haven't built up at that point in, in time. If it's in the summertime and it's raining, stick it out. Bring mm-hmm. your poncho, umbrellas, mm-hmm. and stay there because the crowds really do thin out while there's Bring a, that poncho. That's Believe right. It'll, it'll serve you well. Right. Um, you know, otherwise, if it's not raining and the crowds are still there and it's middle of the day, um, then take a midday break. Go back to your resort, you know, have a chance to cool down, take a nap if you have kids there and everything, and then return back in the evening and start over with, you know, renewed energy because also during that time is when the parks stay open very late, usually mm-hmm. till midnight, you know, and so you have that opportunity to regain some some of your energy to go back out and, and hit some of the, the parks with it, again, less crowded as the evening goes on. So that's my tip, how to try to avoid some of the crowds. Um, but we do. I do also want to put a little plug in. It's not too late to think about going out there for the holiday season, mm-hmm. especially the beginning part of December. And again, I know that's not when people who have kids and going to school are able to really get out there, but that is a great time. And I did check online and there's still a lot of wonderful resort availability for that. So um, that's the tip. Try to avoid the crowds. And if you can't, how to manage the parks at the peak times that you can get the most time in the parks to get everything you want done there. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about some of the holiday stuff in an upcoming episode well before Christmas. Yes, Ryan? Uh, What is rope drop? Rope drop is when the park opens. Uh, If you go to... uh, it's not the magic hour. No, magic hour is something different. Rope drop is when you go there, like say it opens up at 8 o'clock in the morning. You can get usually get in through the gates of the park, um, and you know, they'll take you to an area. Usually, it's at the end of the main street. They do have the shops open, so of course, any, anytime you can go shopping, they're going to give you that opportunity. Uh, but at the end of that, before you get into the lands, there'll usually actually be a rope there or some sort of line there that they will hold people back from. 
Rope drop is actually at that time, 8 o'clock, where they open up that land, and you can go in uh, to these areas at... Uh, Magic Kingdom Park, they do actually a, a rope drop show oh, right. a little with the, some of the characters out there to kind of perform before you, you begin. Right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to get there. The right, right. <laughs> it's not easy, especially. It easy. Yeah, it's, it's especially going to the East Coast. It's not easy if you're going from the West Coast to the East Coast to be out there at uh, what is 5 a.m. your body time and then to get the kids hustled up and everything else. It's not an easy thing to do, but when you can do it, it's real, especially as it gets to the, if you're in the summer months and let's just face it, Florida is hot 11 months out of the year. Uh, so if you can be there, you know, earlier, it's a little cooler and then later it's a little cooler. So not only are you, are you benefiting from the crowd size, but you're also benefiting from the heat index as well. That's true. But rope drop is really great. It's just a very exciting time because everybody is like anxious to get in. And, you know, usually they'll do, um, you know, like either a song and or a little speech, maybe quoting Walt Mm -hmm. or something like that. And like um, Tom mentioned at the, the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, they have a wonderful show on the stage where the castle is and I know before that they used to do it at the train station and it's really just a great you just feel so wonderful when you do see that because it just kind of you instantly leave your normal world behind and you're starting the magic with them and you know I don't want to do any spoilers it's just really a Mm -hmm. fun thing to do and I would totally recommend it, even if it's in the time of year that it's not that busy. It's still a great little way to start your your day. And the best thing about it is that you can get on a lot of attractions really quickly when you get there at Rope Drop because of the fact that you're talking about, Ryan, where people do have the struggles getting out to the park, even if they have the intention of being out there at Rope Drop. It's not an easy thing to do, especially at the Walt Disney World Resort where there's transportation involved, there's everything else. It can be difficult to get there. So if you are there at Rope Drop, there's far, far fewer people there. You right. can usually get on some of the big attractions, boom, 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 knock them out, and you you got those done at the beginning of the day. And right. then you, you can don't move even... on, slow down, take a more leisurely pace as you move along. Right, right. Save your fast passes for later That's right. when it's busier. That's right. So, uh, so good question. Yeah. yeah we always awesome. assume people know what rope drop right, is, but right. obviously, that, you know, it's yeah. something we just talk about. Just some, but we, we shouldn't assume anything like that. Right. So. Um, my tip of the week, that was a great tip, by the way, Thank Michelle, you. and something that we put into use quite often, right. and we will be doing it with our family this summer, as a matter of fact, when we're taking them out to Walt Disney World for in the June. first time in June. Right. Um, uh, my tip of the week, I'm going to go back to where we started the show, and that's characters. Um, I'm going to start with, you know, obviously we talked a lot about Mickey, and we talked right. a little about Minnie, and even a little about Pluto. Um, and Mortimer, although you know, <laughs> Mortimer. Um, but I'm going to talk about uh, when you go to the parks, some of the best ways to meet characters. Now, I mean, there's obviously the, the easy ones. If you want, the really the best way to meet a lot of characters is to go to a character meal. Right. Okay. Uh, Disneyland Resort. I'm speaking. I'm going to speak specifically because it's my specialty more than you are more great at Walt Disney World than right. growing up and going there. I'm better at Disneyland Resort. Uh, the best way to do it real quickly is just to go to some of the character meals if you have the money and you have the time. Um, you can go to the Minnie and Friends Breakfast in the park. That's at the Plaza Inn. Uh, Minnie and a lot of other great characters there. And it's also, if you book the earliest time, you can actually get into the park earlier than rope drop. Right. <laughs> um, so that's a great way to do it. Uh, some other places you can do, and that's the only place right now currently in either of the parks at the Disneyland Resort where you can do it in the park is that one. 
Um, but you can do it at some of the hotels. Uh, there's the Mickey's Tale, Tales of Adventure Breakfast Buffet. That's at Storyteller's Cafe at the Disney uh, Grand Californian. Uh, that's the only one where you can actually meet Mickey at the meal. Oh, so wow. just to let you know that. Uh, Goofy's Kitchen at the Disneyland Hotel is the only one that not only offers breakfast, but they also offer dinner character meals there. So if you're interested in that, and there's Donald Duck's Seaside Breakfast at the P- uh, that's at the PCH Grill at the Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. Those are the easy ways, but that costs money. But you will get a lot of characters in a short amount of time, plus you get a meal, so it's not bad. Um, some other places, the easiest way to, to find out where you can meet characters at the resort is, of course, the app. The Disneyland app. You can go right on there. They'll tell you where all the characters are, when they're going to be there, where you can find them. Uh, here's just, just to go over them uh, just to give you a general synopsis of where you can find them. Uh, the Fab Five, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy. Uh, you can normally find them in the Rotunda area, uh, just past park entrance. Um, if you're on, if you're at the Disney, that's at the Disneyland Park. If you're at Disney California Adventure Park, they're usually near the end of Buena Vista Street near Carthay Circle. If you want to see the princesses, when you walk right into Disneyland Park, a lot of times there are princesses right there in front of the train station. There you can get pictures taken with them. Of course, there's also Royal Hall at Fantasy Fair in the middle of the Disneyland Park. And uh, if you want to see Anna and Elsa, uh, they're in Hollywoodland at the Animation Building at the Disney California Adventure Park. But what I really want to talk about is those random characters that you run into as you're walking along. Yes. I want to say a little something about people. If you are going to one of these character breakfasts or dinners and you haven't done that before, bring your uh, autograph book. Every character comes to every table and spends time with you. Um, So it is a great opportunity to get pictures to interact with the characters so just want people to understand that it's not just where you have to go line up to see the characters at that they actually come to you at your table absolutely and uh, it also is on disney cruise line i know ryan and mm-hmm. leslie here are going on disney cruise and they will have a character breakfast there on your cruise you got two of them because you're going on a two-week cruise that's nice uh so you'll have that opportunity there as well and also um you're going on the wonder so at tiana's place uh, it's basically a character. I mean, it's only a couple characters, but it's almost a character dinner every time you go there because Tiana goes around the tables. Um, so does Louie. Right. Louie will come around to the tables as well. So, And that's always... And Tiana is great. She's an excellent host oh, yes. at her place. <laughs> uh, so you can look forward to that. So that's good. Um, again, back to what I was talking about before. Uh, I'm going to talk about the random chance character meetings. And we have our favorite one because it happens to us <laughs> Every time we're yes. there, because one thing I, and we've decided that this is the reason why we've seen some pictures of Michelle at run Disney races. She was at the chalk walk recently. <laughs> she likes to dress up as Tinkerbell quite often. Right. I consider her Tinkerbell. She has a lot of Tinkerbell <laughs> clothes. She has a Tinkerbell purse. She is Tinkerbell. <laughs> so we feel we always run into Peter Pan, always at the park. We're in random times right. because he's looking for Tinkerbell and he just senses Tinkerbell. That's, out the of the That's yes. right. So uh, if you're looking for Peter Pan, you can often find him running around. Uh, he's right in front of Tomorrowland is where you usually see him. There's a, there's a, restroom over there that there's a gate that he comes out of and he goes and heads over towards Pixie Hollow where of course you can actually right. meet with Tinkerbell and the other fairies uh, but you'll a lot of times run into him in that area around there uh, some other characters that are fun to run into if you're at the Mad Tea Party or uh, Alice in Wonderland attractions kind of in between there oftentimes you'll run into Alice and the Mad Hatter and they're always a kick to run into right. when you're just roaming around they're a lot of fun you might also see them at the refreshment corner where the Mad Hatter sometimes will go and play a little piano for everybody, which That's is right. always a lot yes. of fun. Uh, Gaston, 
I got to a villain a little bit early here, but Gaston is often strolling around through fantasy land and he's, of course, looking for Belle. Right. And also trying to, you know, tell everybody how good he looks, you know, <laughs> but he's a lot of fun to run into out there. Um, Beast is also strolling through fantasy land. Right. And if you see Beast strolling through fantasy land, often Belle is somewhere nearby. So right. if you're looking for right. a chance to get a quick picture, a quick autograph with Belle, if you see Beast, Belle is usually somewhere nearby around. So not always, but sometimes. Uh, if you're looking for, uh, you you often find Cinderella's fairy godmother. Where do you think you can find Cinderella's fairy godmother? Cinderella's fairy godmother? Probably by the castle or... How about by the Bippity Boppity Boutique? Oh, sure. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is often where you can find her. Um, uh, you can find Tiana. We were just talking about Tiana. Often she's in and around New Orleans Square. I uh, talked about Peter Pan, Bro uh, Mary Poppins, and Bert. They're often somewhat near Mary, uh, Pixie Hollow, kind of out front there, right. or sometimes by the Matterhorn bobsleds, uh, sometimes in between there. And you can often see them strolling in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle on their way to Jolly Holiday Bakery, of course. Right, right. Where else would they go? Uh, Pixar characters, if you're looking for them, uh, that you can find over a lot at uh, Disney California Adventure Park, and of course, where else? Pixar Pier. So you right. can find Woody, Jesse, Mike, Sully. You can often find them a lot over there. Uh, if you're looking, if you liked Zootopia, uh, you're looking for Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps. You can often find them at Disney California Adventure Park, kind of in between. If you know where Grizzly River Run is and Pixar Pier, there's a strip there, that's, and also uh, Little Mermaid, uh, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. There's a little strip there. There's not much right. there. There's a couple shops. There's a restroom there, but they're often camped out around there. You can run into them. I know you had a picture right. with Nick Wilde. Uh, uh, about a year ago. Right. Year it's, it's great because it's not an area that a lot of people go to. So usually the line there is pretty minimal mm -hmm. and you can get through it pretty quickly. Absolutely. And uh, new character that uh, we've seen around at uh, Disneyland Park often now is Red, who is the, of course, the redheaded pirate. <laughs> woman from uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. She, you can find her and she is fun. We run into her a couple of times yes. and she complimented on you on her, on My your hair. hair color, yes. Because uh, <laughs> if you don't know, Michelle is also a redhead. Uh, but she's often strolling around the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction and sometimes we've seen her strolling uh, through Adventureland as well on right. the way there. Uh, if you like villains, villains are fun to always run right. into because they're just a hoot and a half. Right. Uh, my favorite one is Cruella DeVille. Right. I was wondering if you were going to yeah. talk about her. She's great when you run lot. into her. She's, she is snarky and it's wonderful. Uh, you can often see her up and down Main Street, USA. Right. And that's a lot of times down at the Rotunda down there as well. Uh, the Evil Queen from Snow White, we saw her last time we were there. And mm -hmm. then she's often uh, down kind of by the, kind of where I was talking about with Mary Poppins and Bert uh, at the, uh, near between the Alice in Wonderland attraction right. and uh, Pixie Hollow, kind of by the Matterhorn bobsleds. Right. And uh, Dr. Fassier, who from uh, Princess and the Frog, is right. often in New Orleans Square. And of course, of course, we can't get out without Star Wars. Stormtroopers are always right. in Tomorrowland. They're walking around. They're interviewing people. They're trying to, you know, check and see what your your papers are. Right, if exactly. you're part of the Rebel Alliance or you're part of the Resistance. Uh, so you can always run into them yeah. around there. So keep your eyes open when you're in the parks. Yes, there are the set places where you can run into these characters, but you never know if you're just walking around, you look to your right, there's a character right there. You can get a picture quickly, right. get a quick autograph, and sometimes you won't have to wait in one of those lines. Right, so exactly. Take advantage awesome of that. Awesome tip. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, before we go here, any of you from our studio audience have any questions they'd like for us to answer here 
Ah, Ryan, of course. Sure, I of knew course. Ryan would get you in here for something. can't keep me quiet for too yeah, long. Yes, so Ryan's an old radio friend of mine as well as a OG Hyperion adventurer here. So uh, I knew I'd get him behind the mic at some point. It's, I, I tried to stay quiet in the corner for a little <laughs> while. But first, uh, uh, we were at Disney World last year, mm-hmm. and thank you for your tips because I was emailing you, calling you, and uh, I at some point mentioned, yeah, we're going to be in Orlando. I figured a couple days at uh, Disney World, and you chastised me. I'm like, do you, you don't know what you're talking about? Two days? <laughs> like, well, I figured it's like, you know. So we went for three or four days or whatever, uh, but uh, next time will be a week. We yeah, yeah. even yeah. a week. You don't get everything. We've talked right. about this on right. the air before yes. or on the podcast. Uh, it's for people who know Disneyland, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of days is right. good. Right. You don't really need to do How more. How long do I really yeah. need to spend yeah. it? Yes. You, you're there for a week and you didn't nearly get everything done at the Walt Disney World. It's no. just, it, it's, it really is a Walt Disney World. It's, it, it's different altogether. It's its own city. Yeah, it's, uh, it's its yeah, own you, country. Right. It yeah. is. It's. It's pretty. Uh, that was shocking. So, um, oh well, Pixar Pier. You mentioned uh, you. That was uh, in what you said podcast three or whatever. I think it was the third. It was the right. California Adventure Park. Anything that stands out of the improvements or things that that are the biggest uh, changes that. Uh, uh, the food there is interesting. They have a lot of different interesting little food stands there. I mean, mostly the the, the biggest thing with the overlays, the uh, the the um, what they put out there as far as the uh, the theming of the park. You know, the theming yeah. of it is much better than what it was before. It just seemed kind of displaced before. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it was you know they're trying to go for like a Santa Monica Pier type thing, and I got right. it, but it just didn't really fit that well. This they've kind of captured the theme so much of Pixar throughout it, including even the, I mean, a lot of it is the same. They still have the boardwalk games and everything, but they themed it to different, you know, uh, Pixar movies and shorts even, some of the best shorts that they had. Some of the games are themed to that. Okay. Um, You know, it it just is, it's more cohesive now, it seems like to me. Uh, That's that's the biggest thing I got out of it. What what do you think? Yeah, I think so too, you know, especially with... um Midway Mania, it just seemed a little clunky being there, you know, before, and now it totally blends with it, and that, and now that they have that theming, they can build from that, so they can have, like, the, the new Inside Out ride that's going to be coming up, or attraction that's going to be coming up, so it kind of helps bring, like you said, a cohesiveness to it. Um, An Inside Out ride, that... <laughs> yeah, it's called the emotional whirlwind. Okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's actually what they're doing is they're taking something out of Bugs Land that uh, was what Flix Flyers or, or something, something like that. Like that yeah, uh, and they're repurposing uh, it. And is Bugs Land still there? Bugs Land closed a couple weeks ago. I think it was the fourth of September was when they closed it too. Okay. Then they're repurposing that into a, a Marvel area uh, soon. So it could just be Ant Man. They, well, I, I have the theory. They haven't said what they're going to do with right. the space. I, I was like, you don't have to do much to it to make it ant man area, you know, to make it because it, it's all already built out right. for that. You right. Know, so, yeah. um, okay. Well, uh, since DC, uh, Disney Cruise Line is our thing, we're about to go on a cruise. Right. My mom is about Which to go on. I'm very on. excited for you about yeah. it. I'm very me, jealous. Me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited and jealous of myself. Why do you say so myself? Yeah. Uh, but I'm helping. My mom's about to take a cruise, uh, uh, I think, a week or two before on The Wonder. Okay. So she's, uh, they're going. And she's been on a cruise before. 
Uh, so she has. She mentioned. I asked her, "Does she have any questions uh, right. for the podcast?" Because nice. she's watching our girls right now, and uh, she didn't have any questions. But her tips uh, were, you know, how do you find your room if you forget your number because they're traveling with special needs kids? Oh, yeah. And it's like ah, metal door. Put a magnet on the door mm-hmm. so that you can identify your awesome. room for, for that people who may tip. not remember the numbers. Right. Little kids, our, our girls, if yes. they get lost, they may not remember the number, but you know they can know the room. Right. And uh, know that in disembarkation that you need to uh, pack a day bag for the next day. Right. Don't be the person left with only your pajamas because <laughs> you put your clothes, you put right. your bags out the night before. Exactly. And you don't want to be getting off the boat in the morning no. in just your pajamas. Make sure no. you have your forms for uh, you know right. going through customs and such. Right. Right. That you whole thing. Those, yeah. But really, my I had a another question, a Disney Cruise Line question, and that is uh, special needs. My mom's about to go. She hasn't gone, uh, she's, hasn't gone by herself before, mm-hmm. and she's going and traveling with two three three special needs uh kid adults Mm -hmm. but so they're they're adults they can't get into the kids club but i know disney cruise line is really good disney in general is really good with special needs Uh, any suggestions tips i i know i pestered you probably two years ago (laughs) when we went on the fantasy uh but before but um there's activities going on through various different types of activities for and family activities as well um that you know kids and adults can take part in as well and you know sometimes a lot of these uh special need adults slash children uh kind of falling between that you know Mm -hmm. we have uh, our son who is a special needs but he's an adult he's what 27 now 26 26 yeah yeah 26 now um yet he still you know watches a lot of child it's uh you know videos and such so you know half 10 half 30 exactly right right exactly just depends on the time and the moment so you just kind of got to find that uh, nice balance and michelle you're probably better to speak on this than me well i you know in the um in the areas that where they have that like the kids clubs areas and things there's a lot of times too that it's open either like you said family families can go in or you know the adults can accompany them and so that's an opportunity and it's usually interestingly less crowded then so that's a great time to go in then they then they can interact with a lot of the computer games there and some of the other games they do have the the counselors there who might you know who will be involved in in some things so that's another way like if they don't like large crowds or very loud crowds. That's another way that they can actually get into the game room areas and and play some games. And then, um, you know, like you said, Disney's always been very um, willing to really make sure everybody has a great mm-hmm. time. And so it's depending also on what the person is able to do that they're willing to accommodate. Like somebody may be a little bit older that they might let into a different you know, like the tween club or something, if they're similar in age, et cetera. Right. Um, you know, because like our son, when when he was younger, he went with the younger kids. You know, it just, once it becomes a size issue, then right. sometimes that, that plays into it. But, um, you know, they, they're really working with you. And the best thing to do is to talk to their counselors and, and find out what what can they offer you? Because they may have ideas that you wouldn't have thought of, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have thought of, but they're always willing to explore and looking at, okay, what are the person's issues or limitations that you know they want to be sensitive to and yet still provide them some fun entertainment? Okay. Yeah, 
bottom line, ask. Uh, yes. The cast members are always willing to help. Right. Um, if you just ask them, uh, and that's the best way to find out what they have available and what you can do. And They're great. They've right. always treated us very well. Exactly. Uh, we've never had an issue. Right. Um, they they want to make sure everybody has the best trip possible, and that goes not only for Disney Cruise Line, that goes at the parks as well. Right. And, you know, we talked, we had an episode just a couple, little bit back on Disney with Disabilities. Right, um, And exactly. all they did for this person we had on who uh, was having, uh, has some uh, visual struggles right. and actually had an emergency on there on while he was on the trip and how much they helped him out. Right, so they're right. always willing to help. The other nice things about the cruise is they have like the movies by the pool. Mm-hmm. So like if some, like our son doesn't really like to go into a movie theater. So that's a great way to get to see some movies is out by the pool. Uh, easy With access. Piece of pizza I was just going to say right. easy access to I, pizza. I definitely <laughs> skipped, uh, <laughs> di- you know, the dining room. Everybody's texting. Right. Where are you? Uh, we're we got cheap pizza hanging right. out of the pool. <laughs> exactly. Watch exactly. The movie. Like I'm. Yeah. Right. You say hi to our our staff. Exactly. We're, we're not be there. By the way, uh, now, speaking of the pizza place, um, and I don't know if you've experienced this yet on the Wonder, but at nights sometimes they do this pretzel thing. That's a cinnamon pretzel with cream cheese in it. That is magnificent. Yeah. They okay. don't announce just it. They don't announce Leslie. it. Yeah, She's they... ready for the cruise. She was not ready for the cruise. Now she can't wait. They don't. Yeah. An- they don't announce it. So you have to go and ask at the pizzeria when they're going to have it um, and see if they have it. But it's it's wonderful. It's everything. It's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I I promise we will not miss that. <laughs> I... You'll probably if you're on a two week cruise, you can probably have it multiple times. Right. So. Right. And yeah. don't forget the Mickey bars. Oh, no, yeah. there are Mickey bars served. Uh, they don't even ask. They yeah. after night two, uh, the the dinner staff brings that to our yes. girls nice, without asking. Nice. Perfect. Right. It's pretty much Perfect. there. They are yeah. Mickey bars through and through. And uh, well, oh yeah, somebody at some point someone has to you know when they ask you what you right. want for dessert, someone has to say nothing. Oh yes, that's all we'll say. Okay. Yeah, just be brave. Don't be afraid. Okay, I will. Say nothing. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and the, I don't know if you if you know our coffee tip. I gave this last week, uh, but uh, if if you like coffee in the morning, I mean it's it's cruise line coffee. It is what it is. But if you want coffee in the in your room when you wake up in the morning, order a pot the night before you go to bed. Huh. When you order, you know, order Mickey bars, order cookies, whatever to the room that night, or just order a pot of coffee. Just, It'll, it'll stay warm until the next morning. So when you get up in the morning, oh. it's still warm. You can just pour yourself a cup right nice. when you wake up. Okay. It's one of my favorite tips. Yes. It's a great one. Right before I go hunt to get everybody else breakfast. Right. When right. they don't want to get up and yeah. we have a princess something or breakfast that's at like 9 o'clock. They that is exactly why you do that. Get, that get, way. Coffee get you going thing. before you have any PJs. And everybody else stays in the room. Yep. <laughs> One more thing about um, traveling with uh, individuals with disabilities on the Disney cruise. Some people aren't comfortable going into the dining rooms. And I know that's a big experience and, you know, people don't want to miss it. But there are sometimes that it's Um, it's overwhelming. Tiana's can be loud, right? Yes, yes. There's a band playing there, so it can be a little loud at times. So just at the very beginning of the cruise, uh, let your uh, servers know, or if you can't even get into the first night, you know, go to the the podium when they're letting people in and let them know, and they will let you have the meal in your room. You know, they, I know that they don't like to publicize that they don't want people calling room service, but, you know, if you really share what the issue is, again, they want everybody mm-hmm. to have a great experience. And if mm-hmm. somebody can't get to the dining room due to, you know, uh, 
issues with their disabilities or, you know, and, and I've experienced this. And yeah, we deal with this with Scott. Scott, right. we're going to the dining room. Right. So and so they're wonderful about, you know, taking your order and bringing it to your room. And, you know, so it's it's really touching that they, they go through those experiences to make sure you're having a good time. Okay, definitely. So. Thank you. All right. I'm just excited for you to be going on this cruise. I wish we were stowing away with you. We'll probably bring you back on after to tell us about your experience. There are still apparently rooms. I know. But but apparently not at a deal price. No. No. (laughs) We're talking actually about possibly doing the the cruise that you're doing, going the other way and possibly doing that in 2020 maybe. Right. Um, it should be a sort of a big anniversary year for our relationship, but we might yeah. splurge on that cruise. We've talked about it many times in the past, but we may do it in 2020, right. but going the other way. You should do it. Yeah. yeah. And do you pre-book, do you pre-book that um, on a, well, I guess you said you're, you're doing just going through uh, like Costco or through uh, various... I always recommend some sort of travel agent. We won't, we won't sell, since we're, they're not paying us. If they right. want to pay us, I will be happy to advertise <laughs> for any travel right. agent. But, some but we don't advertise for them on this podcast. But I always recommend for cruises, especially uh, dealing with a travel agent one, because sometimes you get some little extra stuff involved. Not always, but sometimes. But also, if something should go a little crooked for whatever reason. They canceled our, our trip got canceled. Yeah. This um, summer, we were at the, the fair, and we get a call from our travel agent and said, did you get this notice? Your room's been canceled yeah. because they moved from 120 days to 90 days that your, oh, uh, your payment is due. That's right. They changed right. that we policy. We never got that email. Yeah. And right. so they canceled uh, our room. It's, it's good to have somebody there as kind of a buffer, right. someone as a point person if something goes. And I also recommend for cruises, not for and much other travel, but I do recommend some sort of travel insurance for a lot right. of cruises just because it's the sea. You're going to other countries. Uh, insurance is, can be tricky if it's something where if your trip, fall, whatever, you know. Uh, it, it's sometimes good and it doesn't have to be necessarily the Disney specific right. insurance. There are some other outside companies. Again, they don't advertise with us, so we're not going to tell you who they are, <laughs> but there are some other, you can research it. There are some other travel insurance companies. I, I don't do it for a lot of trips, but for cruises, I like to do it because, because things, yeah. you know, it's the ocean, things can change and it's, you know, you should be prepared for that. Yes. So, that's it. Uh, thank you again, Ryan. Thank you for our whole yes. studio audience here. Yay. So nice to have a bunch of people here with us for the right. first time. And we, you know, we're not just talking to each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love doing that, it's nice to have some more people join us. Right. But And we appreciate you that are out there that you join us every week. Uh, you guys are the best. We, we're getting more listeners every week. And we really, really appreciate you. Uh, next week, just so you can... Keep tuned and be ready for our next episode. We are personally going up to the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. And we're going to check out all the Halloween stuff. And we're going to talk about the Halloween stuff that's out there right now. If you're thinking about going up there, what you can expect when you're going to the Disneyland Resort. And by the way, we're going to be out there on Saturday. If you happen to see us walking around and you're a listener of the podcast, come up and say hi to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk with you. So... Hopefully, we'll see you out there. Either way, we'll see you here next Sunday. We'll be talking all about it, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, you can follow. We'll post a lot of pictures on social media. You can find us on social media. media On Twitter, we're at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. On the web, we do have a website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. 
Uh, you can email us, please, if you have any questions to ask, if you want uh, something else to talk about, if you have some tips of your own that you'd like to share with some of our listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on the 1057max.com website if you're looking for our podcast. Uh, it is under the Max Plus tab. We're also on the Max FM app. Uh, if you want to hear us in the future, you can catch us there. You can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on Stitcher. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And the next episode, this one's a little later than it normally comes. We almost always do these on Sundays. Usually our podcast comes out around 2. Today it's already almost 4.30. This one will probably come out by around 6. So it, it can, just to let you know when it comes out, it'll announce it right to you when we have a new episode. So, And if you get a chance, please, 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 just give us a little rating. Maybe a, if you have a little longer, a review view really helps others just like you find our podcast and it helps us in so many ways we just want to get out there and expand this Hyperion Adventure family to as many people as possible yeah that's right and uh, again thank you everybody for taking the time I know this was a little longer episode we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have here it's been a real pleasure having some guests join us and we actually have a very special guest who's going to help us close out the show Ready? See you real soon. Who's your favorite character? Oh, Minnie and Mickey. You like Minnie and Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. She is. She's, She's so adorable. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for this week. See you real soon, as she was going to say. Right, right. right. Thank you again for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. And until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope you have a magical week.